welcome to this podcast with me, Steve Griffiths. So today we come to the end of our series on Jonah, this man called by God to go to Nineveh, which is in modern-day Iraq, but who chose instead to escape to southern Spain. And the ship he was on was caught in a storm and he was thrown overboard by the sailors as a sacrifice to God. But God sent a large fish to swallow him to protect him, and Jonah prayed to God and was vomited onto dry land. And he then went to Nineveh to proclaim God's message and the people there repented of their wrongdoing and so God changed his mind and didn't punish them. And so we might think that the story of Jonah would end with him thinking to himself, job well done, the people of Nineveh are saved and I can go home the hero. But no, what do we read in verse 1? God has changed his mind, not punished the people of Nineveh and in verse 1 it says this, Jonah was very unhappy about this and became angry. He was angry that God had shown compassion on the people of Nineveh. Why on earth did he feel like that? Well, I suspect that it was something to do with his own ego and the fact that he had been proclaiming one thing would happen and then God did the exact opposite. He felt that God had made him look stupid and that if he now went back to Israel, people would think that he was a failure as a prophet because what he prophesied hadn't happened. It's interesting, isn't it, that Jonah was putting his own ego above the best interests of the people of Nineveh. He would rather they had been destroyed so that he could say, told you so, and look like a personal success. He would rather they were wiped out so that he could look good. Jonah sounds pretty mean and petty-minded to me. Until I look at my own life and realise just how driven by my own ego I am, are we not all like that to some extent? We want to appear successful. We want to be right about everything. We want people to look at us and say, yep, they know what they're talking about. What a wise person. And often because we are so driven by ego, we are happy to watch other people fail if it means we can succeed. That's the power of the human ego. It drove Jonah and it drives us. And it's not pretty, is it? Jonah was quite happy for God to show compassion to him And he was quite happy when God gave him a fresh start, but he didn't want that same grace extended to the Ninevites. And so he prays this quite extraordinarily self-centred prayer in verse 2. Lord, didn't I say before I left home that this is just what you would do? That's why I did my best to run away to Spain. I knew that you are a loving and merciful God, always patient, always kind, and always ready to change your mind and not punish. Now then, Lord, let me die. I'm better off dead than alive. He sounds a bit like the elder brother in the parable of the prodigal son, doesn't he? He's behaving like the Pharisees when Jesus meets and eats with sinners. And I wonder if there's anything of that spirit in us too. I'm pretty sure there is in me. And God is quite right to confront Jonah and us with the simple question of verse 4. What right do you have to be angry? Is it for us to question God's judgment? Is it for us to tell God who is worthy of compassion and who is not? Is it for us to tell God who should be forgiven and who shouldn't? No, God will have compassion on whom he will have compassion and he doesn't need our advice on that. And then we get this really strange interaction between Jonah and God. In verse 6 we're told, Then the Lord God made a plant grow up over Jonah to give him some shade so that he'd be more comfortable. Jonah was extremely pleased with the plant. Another mood change for Jonah. One minute he's angry with God and now he's in a good mood because God has given him shade. 
It seems like his faith is governed more by his emotions than his personal experience of God. And there are many people for whom that is true and who, as a result, really struggle with being a Christian. When everything is going well in their lives, they're happy with God and full of praise and worship. But when life gets difficult or things don't turn out how they expect, then suddenly they get angry with God. They stop coming to church and withdraw from Christian fellowship. Faith governed by emotions is never going to be stable because human emotions are not stable. What we need to do is build our faith on what we know to be true and on our experience of God rather than how we're feeling about God or feeling about life because that is no solid foundation on which to build. And to prove the point to Jonah, God then takes away the plant that's giving shade to him. And guess what happens? Jonah gets angry at God again. And in verse 8 he says, I'm better off dead than alive. And here Jonah is really exposed by God in an uncomfortable way. He has deeper emotions about a plant than he does about the people of Nineveh. He's more concerned for his own comfort than he is for the well-being of those people in the city. It's a really uncomfortable idea, isn't it? But I think if we really examine our own hearts, we may discover that we are not so different ourselves. Jonah is a mirror to our souls in that too often I am more concerned about my own comfort than I am about the suffering of others. And God confronts Jonah with this uncomfortable truth. This plant grew up in one night and disappeared the next. You didn't do anything for it and you didn't make it grow, yet you feel sorry for it. How much more then? Should I have pity on Nineveh, that great city? And I love the fact that this story ends with an unanswered question, with God saying, how much more then should I have pity on that great city? And I love the fact that it's unanswered, because it's a question that we must continually ask ourselves as we seek to follow the example of Christ in the world. If there is no one beyond the scope of God's grace and compassion, what right do we have to withhold grace and compassion to others? So this story from Jonah is an extraordinary one that confronts us with some really deep teaching about ourselves, that we are all called by God and that we must be obedient to that call, that we are to repent and let go of the past so that we can move into God's future for us, that our faith must be founded on what we know, not on how we feel, that we are to show grace and compassion on everyone, and that we have no right to be selective in that. So I give thanks to God for this book of Jonah, and certainly it's a prayer for myself, and maybe your prayer too, that we can learn the lessons from this story and live our lives in such a way as God is glorified through us. Well, I hope you found this a useful podcast and a useful little series on the book of Jonah. Personally, I've learned so much for myself through studying this book, and I hope you have too. And my prayer for you this week is that you will grow in your faith and increasingly become the person God has destined you to be. So have a great week and I look forward to being with you again soon. Bye.